Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Preparing your car for your new baby involves more than just selecting a car seat. How do you safely secure items in your car? How do you know which car seat to buy and which accessories to choose? How do you ensure your car seat is properly installed? And how do you get it checked by a professional? This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow! You look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's Newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton. I'm a certified birth doula, postpartum doula, and mother of three. If you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also subscribe to our show through iTunes so you'll automatically get new episodes every time they're released. Here's Sunny with details on how you can get involved with newbies. All right. Hi, everyone. So there are plenty of ways to get involved in the show. If you go to newmommymedia.com and you click on the newbies section of the website, you'll see an area called segments. Click on that and there's a bunch of different segments that we do. There's actually two per show that we do. And it's a great way to get involved with the show. Lots of different topics and things like that that we explore. I also wanted to promote the fact that regardless of however you're listening to our show, because we're available on a bunch of different platforms. So it might be iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or Google Play Music or TuneIn. Any of these platforms, you can access newbies. And we're always looking for our listeners to rate and review the show. This is so great because this is how most of these programs, however you're listening to the show, it's how they recommend shows for other parents, right? So if they're listening to one parenting show, hey, you might be interested in this show as well. And it's all done by ratings and reviews. So if you can just take a few minutes, in fact, you might even be able to do it through your iPhone if any of you are listening through the podcast app. If you have iPhones and you're listening through the podcast app, I know you can do it straight through there. Or if you happen to be on your computer, go to iTunes, look for newbies, check out the ratings and reviews section. And we've got you know a couple that have been submitted recently and they're really great. We're starting to read them on the show just as a way to encourage people to participate. So if you can take a, a few minutes to do that, that would help us out a bunch. All right. So I'm really excited about today's topic. And I know, Sunny, you have four kids. I have three kids. So we've definitely gone through the process of car seat safety. And, you know, especially when you have subsequent kids, it's hard to, like, keep your car clean. So I'm really excited to hear Kristen's (laughs) advice about how we can make sure it's safe for everybody, including us. (laughs) Right. Right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, so before we kick off our show today, we're going to talk about a news headline. And this one kind of stood out to us, you know, as parents. I don't know why we do this. We just kind of fall into this habit, you know, of, of buying the Disney products. I mean, they're so good at marketing, right? I mean, Disney gets an A plus for kind of training us at a very early age to, to get, you know, yeah, pretty <laughs> much brainwashing us to buy this kind of stuff for our kids. And they're always coming out with new movies. And it's just, you know, it's what our kids are interested in. And so, this is a study that was done, and it really studied how Disney princesses impact gender stereotypes. And what it found is that it definitely has more of an impact on young girls as opposed to boys. So this was done by a Brigham Young University family life professor, and she did a study with 198 preschoolers, both male and female, and she ranked their interaction with different types of things as, as far as like Disney culture. That could include toys and, and movies, and then studied that behavior one year later with reports from parents and teachers. And so it found 96% of girls and 87% of boys, they viewed a Disney princess media, so not just Disney, I guess princess stuff. 4% of boys and 61% of girls played with Disney princesses on a weekly basis. And let's see here, for both boys and girls, the greater interactions with princesses predicted more gender normative behavior, like wanting to play with traditional female stereotypical toys and activities. For girls, it can negatively impact their body image and have educational experiences, making them less likely to gravitate towards math and science. But the boys in the study who engaged with Disney princess media had better body esteem and they were more helpful to others. So anyways, just kind of, you know, everything we do impacts our kids, right? And what they see and what they play with and everything. All this has, you know, some sort of impact on them. So- pressure. Nope. No pressure with everything we do with our kids, right? Yeah. And I know for me, you know, th this story kind of lends itself to a slightly older demographic than what we typically focus on for newbies, but it starts at a younger age. Yeah. Like, I remember, I mean, trust me, Disney has toys that light up for, you know, toddler, not even toddlers, like zero to six. They yeah. have toys for this age range as well. And it just kind of starts at that and then builds from there. And before you know it, all your kids want to do is dress up in Disney outfits and watch Disney movies. So Kristen, what do you think about this study? It's interesting because I know that I'm I'm a child of, of the 80s. So I was very much watching these movies as that was kind of our that was like our main source of entertainment was Disney because that was before they had like Pixar and stuff like that. In fact, I remember when Toy Story came out because that was a huge deal because it wasn't a princess movie and it was this like whole different kind of animation, right? So everything was Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast. I don't hope we can say these without getting penalized. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that was very much a part. I remember actually like being in my mirror in my bathroom and like singing part of your world and like trying to pretend I had a tail. So, you know, that was definitely a part of my growing up. And, you know, now my kids, I have a daughter and I have two sons. And, you know, we actually don't really watch a lot of those movies for the reason of the fact that like it's always the damsel in distress and it's always like a single parent home. And it's always, always these things that are kind of 
where the woman isn't empowered. She doesn't help herself. And I know that I think Disney's kind of changed that a little bit because our generation's like, excuse me, I can, you know, change my own tire when it's flat and like things like that, you know? And so they have like Tangled, you know, then they came out with Frozen where it was two sisters that saved each other instead of the man saving them. And and then they had uh, Brave, you know, where it was strong female characters, but they're still... They're still very stereotypical in terms of like they're usually a white female. You know, they still have a long way to come, I think. So I think balance is important. Yeah. And I think that was the overall like theme of this article is that, hey, we're not trying to trash Disney. You know, like this is it's part of our culture. It's not going to go away. Right. It's just a matter of balance, you know, and and maybe, you know, just kind of introducing other things into your kid's life and not just going for the good old mouse. Right. Right. I know my kids are obsessed with Mickey and Minnie right now. <laughs> yeah, so expert Kristen. I think I'm just going to call you expert I know. Kristen. it's we have, we have two Kristen <laughs> two today. Kristens. What do you think about this article and what they're talking about in the study? You know, I definitely, like the other Kristen said, as a child of the 80s and growing up, you know, being obsessed with Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. As an adult watching those, I'm kind of like, well, at the time I thought they had, you know, gumption and, and went for it, whatever. But now I'm, I don't know, they just lay back while everybody else takes care of business and saving right. everybody. I, I do think they're moving in a better direction now. <laughs> I do like the newer movies. Um, but as a mom of two boys, I do talk to them about, you know, that women can do things just like men can do. And, and I will say even the men in the older movies, they just kind of come and save the day. They have no character. They don't have a lot of personality. Right. And I think the newer movies do a better They're job They're just handsome. <laughs> yes, right? Right? Like, no one has it. And no one ha- does anything in any of the old movies. It's just the bad person comes in, they have all the personality, and everyone just kind of, I don't know, things just get wrapped up neatly. So I think it's moving in a better direction. I did read something about them pushing more about what the princesses do as opposed to just being pretty. Right. So I liked reading that. So I'm hoping that that's, they keep heading in that direction. Yeah. And maybe some progress, but they need to. Right. Maybe that city will be different in like 10 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting where they, where they take it, but yeah, we have seen some changes, you know, it's baby steps, right? We say baby steps. Right. Baby steps. Yeah. So let's give them some props. And then hopefully we'll continue on that path. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we are discussing how to prepare your car and car seat for your newborn baby. Our expert today is certified child passenger safety technician, Kristen Moklesen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Love the name, by the way. (laughs) And even spelled the same. Okay, so what are some good resources for parents to use when they want to select what car seat is best for their car and their family? Well, I would definitely not suggest Amazon reviews or consumer reports. Generally, those are kind of biased 
and not entirely accurate. Facebook groups or pages like Car Seats for the Littles. Uh, I run Seat Safe. There's other car seat safety groups or contacting a CPST would be a better resource because you can get a personalized suggestion. Also, in general, the websites, like most of the websites related to car seats and car seat safety have a recommended list. Car seat blog has one. And then in person, go to the stores, test them out because a lot of it is personal preference. One person might like the straps on one car seat and someone else will hate them. What about NHTSA? It's a National Highway Transportation Administration. Traffic safety. Yeah, traffic. So it stands for something, but that's actually the <laughs> one I think I used was I went on the NHTSA website and uh-huh. I wanted to kind of see what their reviews were as far as like crash ratings with car seats. There are technically no crash ratings. Okay. Um, there are ease of use ratings, which... Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yes. Consumer Reports has some ease of use ratings too. But crash test ratings, are it's either pass or fail. So if there's a seat on the market, it passed and you're good. <laughs> okay. So it doesn't really tell you that it's better than one or the other. Exactly. Okay. And there, if things will be changing. They're going to come out with some side impact crash tests. So I don't know how that will affect it. But okay. um, I know that all the car seats on the market are trying to say like side impact tested. But we don't know what that looks like yet because there aren't any official standards for it. Okay. So some car seats do have extra safety features, which I'm always a big fan of, but every car seat out there is safe if it fits your child and your car. And so should a family, when they've decided, okay, it's time to buy our car seat, should they ever purchase a used car seat? What happens if they can't afford a new one? What are some of the programs they can get a car seat? I would definitely not suggest purchasing a new used car seat unless it's someone like your sibling or your best friend that you know took care of the seat properly. Uh Um, I gave my old car seat to my sister because obviously she knew I took care of it. But if you can't afford a car seat, there are a lot of options. You can contact your local Safe Kids and they'll probably have a list of um, all the local programs. WIC is generally a good resource to look into, some insurance companies, there are county programs, and other local charities that often give out car seats, but Safe Kids generally has a a list of those. Depending on where you live, they'll be different. And what about you, Sunny? What did you do when you had to buy your car seat? Did you, you know, use the one that you previously had from your older kids, and, you know, did you buy the first one brand new with your son? Yeah, so it was on our baby registry, so I may have been able to gather up some gift cards because I know that they're not super uh, cheap (laughs) to get, depending. I've been to a lot of like expos and stuff for baby products, and trust me, they can get a lot more expensive than the one I bought, but I still think they're more on the expensive side. So we, you know, kind of went into one of the big baby stores, you know, put a lot of stuff on our baby registry. I knew that we were going to have a bunch of kids, and I knew we were going to have them probably close in age. So I was really looking for things that were going to last for a longer period of time that that's kind of, you know, I really wanted something that was going to handle some wear and tear. So that was definitely a factor uh, for me. And yeah, we, we got the one that we thought would work. It worked for my first. And then when my second needed it, we just transitioned him into that. We got a, a separate, you know, car seat, one that was more like a trans, what do they call it? They don't call it a transitional seat. What do they call it? The, Convertible. Um, 
Yeah, the convertible kind. And um, so we just kind of did that. But then, you know, we kind of had, <laughs> we had twins and then like, oh no, we only have one car seat. We only have one car seat. So at that point we had to get another one and, you know, we just used, you know, the the old one from my son. So one got, you know, continually passed down. We had to eventually bring on the other because we needed two of the exact same kind at the same time. But yeah, so we we tried to get as much use out of it as possible, though. Okay, so let's talk general installation tips. When installing a car seat, do we use the anchors? Do we use the seatbelt? Does it change based on the position in the car or the type of car? Either is safe if used correctly. Always read the manual to see what you should do. Um, But some cars and car seats don't allow what's called borrowing. So if you're using the lower anchors in the middle, some cars and car seats do not allow that. And you'll have to use the seatbelt, which is also safe. So it's not a big deal. But a lot of people don't know that, like me, when I had my first kid and totally installed the car seat wrong. (laughs) Because <laughs> before I became a tech and I cringe to look back at pictures, but I was using the lower anchors in the middle and turns out that that car seat does not allow that. So I should have either moved it to the side or used the seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, because you always wonder like, okay, where should I put my baby in the car? Because you try to think of like the safest place. What's the best right. place if we get in an accident? Yeah. So that's, I mean, obviously that's more important. Yes. Technically... The middle, statistically, it is slightly safer, but if you're not getting a good installation there, it's not safer. Right. That makes so, sense. Well, and sometimes there's no middle. Like, well, I'm thinking about, like, if I have a minivan, which I do, you know, and if I only had one right. kid, which that's not my case, like, right <laughs> behind me are two, they're, they're two captain's chairs or whatever they call them, right? So I don't have a middle. So in that, in that circumstance, which seat, do you put the baby right behind you or to the side so you can see your baby? It's whatever best? is most convenient and works best for you. Okay. Um, honestly, the statistics are so close that it's not it's not really an issue which side you put them on. The rear-facing rear kids are the safest in the car. So you can know that wherever you put them, they're the safest in the car. And also now cars have airbags on the sides. Right, the curtain airbags, yeah. Yeah, cars are so much safer now than, you know, 50 years ago. So it's not as much of an issue. So now I have a question about how much space should be between the front seat and the car seat because my husband's really tall. He's 6'5". So he always gets really frustrated that he can't put his seat all the way back because our youngest is still rear-facing because I'm always like, it can't be touching. It can't be touching. So what is the space that needs to be there? It depends on the seat. Some There are some car seats that require a full inch and a half in between the car uh-huh. seat and the front seat. Others just need a, you need to be able to slide a piece of paper through. Actually, your car seats. Yes, you've checked my car seats. <laughs> yes, I did. So yours actually can touch. If I remember, you have the Dionos, right? Yes, yes. So my yeah. husband will be happy to hear that. Yes. <laughs> so He'll get an extra inch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's the only one that can touch. All of them you need at least to, to slide a piece of paper through. And there's a few that need more space. So you really have to check the manual because every car seat is different. So once it's installed, you've read your manual, you've put it in, seatbelt, latch, whatever's the best one for your car. And then how much movement should the car seat have once it's installed? And then also, how do you know if the angle of the car seat is correct? So for movement, you want to use the firmness of a handshake at the belt path. You're going to shake it and it should be less than an inch. 
So a little bit of movement is okay, but just make sure okay. you're checking out the belt path and not like way up in front where it's not connected to anything. And then in terms of the angle, all seats should have a recline indicator, whether it's a line or a bubble. You're going to check that and make sure it's appropriate for your child's age. So a newborn is going to be a lot more reclined and you really need to check that. And then when you put the baby in, you want to check it again because if their chin is falling to their chest, that's a problem. Although don't forget, babies have like five chins. So not my kids. My kids were little stream beans. I don't know what happened. <laughs> So were mine, but they still had some weird, like, extra chins with it. <laughs> so check with the bottom chin. Yeah. <laughs> the main chin. You know, I was actually surprised that it was just, like, the firmness of a handshake because, you know, my husband would go in there and basically try to simulate a crash. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, be, like, shaking this thing, you know, and, and if it just moved even the slightest thing, he's, you know, still cinching it down, cinching it down. And then when I ever had to move the car seat, I could never get it out. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be that tight, I promise. They are made to move in, the, in a crash in order right. to take the crash forces. So it is okay. Yeah, okay. so it's actually even important that if, I mean, yeah, it would that be... actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you don't want it loose. Yeah. You don't need babies flying out, but... Right. <laughs> less than an inch, totally okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And so what should parents look for when they're checking for shoulder strap safety on the car seat? So for rear facing, the shoulder strap should be at or below the shoulders. So we don't want them up above because then they'll ramp up in a crash um, okay. and that could cause injury. You don't want to be able to pinch any slack at the collarbone. So you want to check that each time you put baby in. And sometimes because newborns are so tiny, you might need to, if your car seat comes with strap covers, you might need to take those off because they're so big that like, you know, for a tiny newborn, it's hard to get it tight enough. Right. And then the chest clip should be even with the armpits, which once again, a newborn, like that takes up pretty much their whole chest. But as yeah. they grow, <laughs> you want to make sure you keep that at armpit level. Can it ever be too low, the shoulder strap? Because you said at or below. No, if as long as they're not like sliding off. But usually just once they reach that next, once their shoulders hit that next slot level, then you can move them up. But too low is not really as much of an issue rear facing. Forward facing it is. You know, I know some of the, the car seats have those newborn or infant little inserts, you know, for the extra padding and stuff. And one thing that I was always confused by is how long do you keep that in there? Obviously, when they're newborn, yeah, you know, you're going to want that. But then at what point do you take that out? Very good question, because I made this mistake with my car seat. Some have weight limits. Mine happened to be 12 pounds, and I didn't take it out, I think, ever. So, whoops. <laughs> I was very uninformed back then, but some have weight limits. Some you can keep it in the whole time and it doesn't matter. So you really have to check the manual because every car seat has different rules about that. Yeah. I mean, I think I ended up taking the like head support that came with the car seat off when like my son's head was getting stuck in it when I would take him out of the car. <laughs> I was like, I think his head has outgrown this. <laughs> I think that's what I did too, but then I left the bottom part in because he was so skinny. I thought right. I was to, but it turns out no. <laughs> so how often do you recommend parents have their car seats inspected and where can they find a place to have it done? So it's best to get it inspected preferably before you even have your first 
baby, you can, you know, like a few weeks before you're due, get the car seat checked, make sure it's in there properly. Um, or anytime you get a new seat or you move to a new stage, say you have a convertible and you're turning it from rear facing to forward facing, or if you get a new car, anytime there's a change in how you're installing and you're just not quite sure, get it checked. But definitely the first time you get a seat, it's always best to get it inspected. And basically what we'll do is we'll show you how to install it yourself because obviously, you know, a tech isn't always going to be there. Oh, and uh, how do you find somebody? You can search on cert.safekids.org. Okay. There's a list of techs. Not every tech has a public profile on there, but that okay. will that will show you for the most part any like if the CHP or, you know, fire departments or independent techs like me, most techs do have their information on there. And it does give you a bigger list than there's another one on safercar.org, I think, but it's not quite as complete because it only lists inspection stations. So for example, I'm not on there because I'm not an inspector. And that's station. national? Yes. Okay. And the Safe Kids site is, the, is probably the most complete list. Well, when we come back, we will continue our discussion about prepping your car for your newborn. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. We are continuing our discussion with Kristen Moklesen. Kristen, I know a lot of parents like to use aftermarket products for the seat, for the comfort of baby, and sometimes just because it's really cute. <laughs> but are these products safe to use, and are there any ways of keeping baby safe and comfortable if the seat does not include an accessory? Well, I always hate telling parents this, but they are not safe. Do not use all that extra stuff. It changes the way the seat performs in a crash. So there is one or two brands that they do make extra accessories that you can purchase that are specifically crash tested with their seats. But there are other brands that have stuff out with their brand name on it that you cannot use. So <laughs> I know because they sold the name, they sold the, their name and like, yeah. licensed or whatever, but they don't allow it for use with their seats. That makes no sense. No. Uh, right. right? <laughs> so the safest bet is just don't even buy any of that. And if you have a question about it, call the manufacturer and ask pretty much most of them will say, no, you cannot use that. So those cute strap covers you can use on your stroller, but not on your car seat. Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. There's bummer. a lot of aftermarket products too. So much stuff. Yeah. Well, and the one thing you could do is, you know, cause a lot of the times, especially if you have like an infant car seat that actually just comes out and you put it right into your stroller, like some of these right. products can be used just not while riding in the car. Like exactly. if you, if it's part of your stroller setup, that's one thing, you know, you've got the toys that hang down and I've seen extra pillows for the kids and, you know, just keep, keep their heads from wobbling from side to side. I've seen a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And so you can use that as part of your stroller just make sure that once you're in the car and you're ready to go, that all that extra stuff is taken out. Exactly. They crash test the seats like with what you buy them with. And so if it doesn't have it, that means it hasn't been crash tested. I don't think any of us want our babies to be crash test dummies. So no, um, no, that's not it's good. just best to avoid them. And, and some seats don't come with the strap covers, but you can like put, um, pull their onesie up, you know, in between their neck, if it's kind of cutting in a little, or you just make sure you buy a seat with strap covers if that's a concern. So I did have 
a CHP officer that I did an inspection with with my first child tell me that um, it also can void the manufacturer's warranty. So if in the event you get an accident and if in the event there was an issue with the car seat, if you have aftermarket products, you can't go back to the company and say, hey, you're the reason why my kid was injured because they can come back and say, well, you didn't use it properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I also, uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about rolling up those receiving blankets. Oh, yes, that is allowed. <laughs> okay. And they do show it in the car seat manuals. So okay. it's okay that it has been crash tested. <laughs> okay. Yes. So if you're worried about your baby's head in comfort, you can roll up the receiving blanket and put it next to their head. Right. Yeah. And I have done seat checks where we actually took the padding out because it was uh-huh. pushing baby's head forward. And then we just did the rolled up receiving blankets on the side. Just make sure okay. you don't go over the top of baby's head. Okay. Just on the just sides. On the sides. Yeah. Yeah. We had to do that um, when my twins came home because they were only five and a half pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and it, they, I have these pictures of them in their car seat. And it was like, it, was, it felt like the car seat was like eating them up. They were so tiny. <laughs> But I was so nervous. And I I remember, actually, I don't think the nurses actually did it. They won't touch car seats. Like, you know, when you're checking out and stuff like that, they, you know, being discharged or whatever, they they make you do everything. But um, I remember them saying, oh, roll this up and tuck it here. And, you know, you can do this. And and I remember thinking, oh, you know, is that okay? But it's good. It's good to know. So do we need to know anything? Can it be any kind of receiving blanket? We don't have to worry about, like, making sure, like, anything that the hospital gives us, you know, is okay kind of thing. Fine, right. Just make sure it's tight rolled and that you're not putting it over the top of the head and you're fine. Okay. And there are pictures in the car seat manuals that will show you what it should oh, look like. Okay. And you can also find resources online to, that show you what it looks like as well. Okay. So let's talk about making sure the car is safe overall for new babies. Some of us have multiple children and all the gear that comes with it. We have strollers, we have diaper bags in the car. How can we safely store those items? Okay, so I will fully admit that I am not the best at this, but (laughs) everything that is in your car in a crash is going to fly around. So you have to keep that in mind. So things like water bottles, purses, diaper bags, anything in your car if you're in a crash is going to go flying. So the best thing to do is just try and make sure that everything is secured the best that you can. You can compartmentalize things. I stick a lot of stuff behind my rear-facing car seats because if then if it flies up in a crash, it's going to hit the car seats instead of flying around the whole car. If you have a trunk, put things in the trunk. If you have an SUV, I know people who have tubs in the back of their SUVs and they put things in there and close them up and then they can ratchet them down. Okay. Same with strollers. If you have like those ratchet straps, you can strap them down in the back. That also helps with, I remember driving around and the stroller would like slide with every turn and it drove me crazy. So that probably would have solved that problem as well. (laughs) What about those mesh, you know, like soccer mom covers the cargo nets that come with the van? I have a van. (laughs) (laughs) Are are those sufficient or are those going to just fail? They're known to fail, but I mean, it, it might work. So it might be better than nothing. I'm not, I, I'm not sure about it, but yeah, it, it could fail. So okay. not 100%. So something sturdier than that would be yeah, better. Yeah, like, like I said, a tub, like tubs or storing things like under the back seat 
or things like that. Um, anywhere there's not an, the front seats usually have airbag sensors under there. So you're not technically right. to put things under there. Yeah, I know. Cause when my purse is heavy, it's like ding, ding, ding. Securing things <laughs> in, securing things in, um, with the seat belts. Like if you ha- throw like your purse in the front seat, just yeah. pull it in and definitely don't put like hard objects next to your baby, like on the seat. Right. A good plan because it'll just go flying up and hit the children. <laughs> not good. Yes. So it's not convenient. None of that is convenient, but it is safer. Okay. And are there any ways we can make the car seat safer by helping anyone driving remember the baby is in the car? Yes, this is a serious problem, and people always think it won't happen to them, but then it does. So, there, I mean, we're all sleep-deprived and exhausted and have a million things in our mind. And so it's not that you would forget that your baby is – you don't forget your baby. You forget that they're in the car, I guess would be a good way to put it. So right. things like putting your shoe in the back, a cell phone, your purse, something that you just have a habit of like grabbing every time you get out of the car. So you could put a stuffed animal in the car seat. Every time you put your baby in the car seat, you throw the stuffed animal up front and then put it back when you take baby out. And then just making it a habit to look in the back seat every time you lock your car. Even if your kids aren't there, you just always just automatically get in the habit of looking in the back seat. Yeah, because I mean, even sometimes if like maybe one parent is always driving the kid and then one day it switches to the other parent and exactly. that parent just goes into autopilot and doesn't drop the baby off at daycare, that person just goes to work because that's, that's what they do. And... Yeah, that's usually how it happens. If you see yeah. fatal distraction, there's a really great article that explains how this happens because yeah. I, I always thought the same thing. Like how could that ever happen to, mm. you know, anybody, but I have been very sleep deprived and I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe that happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're human. We make mistakes. Yeah. You know? One thing yeah. I was going to say that has helped me is I have a GPS that, um, actually has infant monitors that you can buy separately to install throughout the car. And Whenever I turn off my engine, it actually, there's alarm, not alarm, but it's like a little ding and the screen says, you know, remember to grab your kids basically. And it doesn't say that, but it's something like, you know, check to make sure everyone's out of the car or something like that. Oh. And I have found like every time I thought maybe I would grow accustomed to it and then I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, it's the ding and and it wouldn't register anymore. But still every time they must have tested this thing a lot because every time like, what's that noise? Like, oh yeah, do I have a everybody. And it's just kind of a cool thing. Yeah. A lot of car manufacturers are working on technology like that. There are some car seats that have technology to remind you. They know that it happens to everybody. <laughs> right. And our, what about those seatbelt cutters? So sometimes you get in an accident and you need to get your baby out fast. Do you recommend keeping a seatbelt cutter in your car? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if it's a serious crash, you want to take not just your kid out of the car, but the whole car seat. Right. It might be difficult to get it out because, you know, just in case there's some kind of injury, it's best to just grab the whole car seat with the kid in it and pull it out. Right. So then you could just cut the belt and pull the whole thing out. So those are definitely a highly recommended safety item to have. And what about those baby on board signs? What are the real reason people have those in their car and are those beneficial? Do you recommend those? Well, so first responders don't actually 
check that like because you have a baby on board sign they automatically check anyways that's what they're trained to do for and especially because it's not like you're taking off the baby on board sign when your kids aren't in the car the hard baby on board signs I definitely would not recommend anyways because they can be a projectile fly off during a crash you know those little suction cups don't hold well so if you just want a sticker because you think it looks cute or you you think maybe people will drive safer around you then Go for it, but I would definitely Which they not. don't. I know, I know, right? <laughs> I actually do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a crazy driver <laughs> that's anyways. Because you're, that's because you're I'm a, a mom. With mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, do you not see the minivan? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure that the people that have rear-ended me would not have noticed it. They, yeah. they weren't looking up is the whole reason they hit me in the first place. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So, but they have those safety stickers. I know I got some of those from, I think I got it from either the CHP or the hospital. I don't remember, but it had basically like, this is my kid's name. This is their age. And, you know, this is the emergency contact information and blood type. And like, it was an actual sticker that I just put on the car seat. Yeah. Are those good to use? They may or may not be helpful. I don't think they hurt anything, certainly. And if it does give first responders, an opportunity to learn a little more about your kid. I definitely think it's beneficial. So I think they're, if, if it makes you feel better, then I would definitely get them. It does make me feel better. <laughs> I, I, I've actually never heard of this before. That's actually really smart. Yeah, well, I just thought, you know, I was more worried about like what happens if they're okay, but like I'm unconscious yeah, or something. Then, then, because what's going to happen is they're going to sit with like a social worker until they can figure out who you are and who, you know, can come take your kid right um and then that way they can automatically know your kid's name and call them by name and then call, know who to call yeah so i don't know that's that's what i thought <laughs> you know, it made me have warm fuzzy feelings <laughs> you know one of the things i was thinking about too and i know we touched uh, a little bit earlier on you know different you know aftermarket stuff you can purchase but one thing that a lot of parents may need or think that they need are those shades in the car a lot of cars Ooh, don't yeah. come with them like I I just bought a, a new minivan a few months ago and we we didn't have any shading on the windows and I didn't think anything of it at first and then every time we went out my kids were like oh my god you would have thought they were like vampires or something <laughs> and so I was like oh my goodness what do I do but I remember you know after doing these shows for a while knowing that you're not supposed to have all this extra stuff in your car that again if you're in you know an accident all this stuff could fly off and hit your kid and I'm like what am I going to do and one thing that I found um, because I looked at a lot of the reviews and stuff like that were and a couple different companies make these but they're more like filmy it's not like you have to have it professionally installed yes but it's kind of filmy and you can put it on and you just kind of smooth it out and I I mean I have to admit like it's not you know gorgeous (laughs) because you know you got the little bubbles in there you're trying to like work out but it helped my kids and it was like five bucks for two of them I'm like hey the price was unbeatable (laughs) and and it and it fixed the problem but Kristen I wanted your take on that to see what what you think about that exactly what you should use Um, the roller shades bad idea because those are hard the cups will not stick and if you live in the desert like me the heat like kills them anyway and they just fall off like they don't yeah that's true um so any of the film ones or the cling ones um like I have a cling one that has a really thin wire around it that kind of helps it stick a little bit better and since basically 
I mean, I don't want to say throw things at your kid, but if you were willing to throw it at your kid and they wouldn't get hurt, then it's probably safe. (laughs) So that is soft enough that I'm not worried about it hitting them. And that also brings up another point. I know that when I got my car seats inspected by Kristen, I had a mirror for my youngest because he's special needs and he hates the car. And I was like, oh, maybe if he looks at himself, he won't scream bloody murder for the entire time we're in the car. But then she told me, you know, hey, that's a projectile too. So um, what is your opinion on those? Is that just another accessory people should just forego or is it kind of use at your own risk. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to recognize the risks because obviously for me, I'm going to tell you, this is a risk. Here's what could happen. But then every parent has to make their own decision. So if the reward outweighs the risk in that case, then maybe you just take measures to make it a little bit safer. Like you can zip tie them on so that they're not, you know, cause the straps will break. So right. you can try zip tying it. You can get a, make sure you get a soft mirror and not a heavy, mirror that you know lights up or whatever all those fancy ones the throw test yeah Yeah. (laughs) don't throw anything at your kid but just keep that in mind so it's definitely a risk that some parents feel better taking than not taking and that's fine you just have to recognize that it is a risk so like for me when I took my tech course they explained all that and I was like oh my kid is like um a year and a half now I guess I and he didn't need the mirror anymore at that point so I was like I guess I could probably take that out now (laughs) the other thing I was thinking about for parents that have multiple children you know we're talking a lot about for baby but keep in mind you may have a baby but older kids in the car too and older kids love to bring a a bunch (laughs) of stuff in the car and I'm always telling my kids you got to take it out you got to take it out but that's something too you know to keep in mind I know there's a lot of aftermarket products where they're like pocket organizers and stuff for kids to put all their toys and I'm thinking why would we do that why would we purposely have all of these toys close to our kids so when there's a crash (laughs) it all goes in their face that's exactly what can happen yeah so yeah maybe that's you can tell your kids if they want to bring a bunch of stuff in the car no because if there's an accident i don't want you getting hurt (laughs) i know and bonuses it keeps your car clean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is that possible to have a clean car i didn't (laughs) you know i I dream the jury's i dream (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure i have pulverized goldfish crackers all over the floor Yeah, that's my car too. (laughs) Orange dust everywhere. Everywhere. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. And thank you, Sunny, (laughs) for sharing (laughs) your wisdom and experience with us today. And for our Newbies Club members, this conversation will continue after the end of the show as Kristen will share the do's and don'ts of cleaning the car seat. And trust me, you're going to want to listen. It's really important. So we have a segment that we do on the show called Baby Oops, and it's where you share your funny stories about raising your baby and just the funny things they do, the crazy things you do as a parent, anything you're willing to admit. And this one comes from Marsha. I just love this because it's about car seats, which we've been talking a lot about today. And she says, I am rear facing my kid as long as possible, not really for the safety benefits, but so she can't see me eating snacks and drinking soda. (laughs) Does anyone else want to admit that you do that too? Because that drives me crazy. I like bring a granola bar or something in the car and like open it up and then suddenly everybody wants a granola bar. And I'm like, oh no. Gosh. Seriously. Well, you know, you always got to bring enough to share when you have kids. And if you don't, then you better eat it in the dark closet when they're napping. <laughs> 
But that is the benefit of having rear facing kids is they can't really see. You know what's funny though? Okay, so my youngest is deaf, right? So he can't hear when I open stuff, but I swear this kid has like the best sense of smell in the world because it could be like the most, you know, plain snack. It could be like a scone with no flavor, no scent at all. And a minute I try to take my first bite, he just starts screaming because he knows I'm eating something and he is not included. And so oh, no. <laughs> um, it's true. The kids just, they always know when mom's got something. That's right. So just one more benefit of keeping your kids rear facing. We know it's safer, but now we know that you can get, you know, a little more snack action. That's right. <laughs> so thanks, Marsha, for sending this in. That's fantastic. If you guys have a baby oops that you want to to share on the show, you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com, click on the contact link, or you can share your story yourself by clicking that send voicemail button. It's right on the side. It's a gray button. Click that. You can use the mic on your computer and send us a voicemail. And then that way you can tell the story on our show yourself. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, the boob group for moms who give breast milk to their baby, and twin talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Thanks to all of our Newbies Club members. Here's your extra bonus content. We're continuing our discussion with Kristen Moklesson. Kristen, what are some of the things parents should know about cleaning the straps and padding of their car seat? Well, like I've said it a million times, check the manual because every car seat is different. (laughs) Uh, I feel like a broken record too when I'm giving seat checks because I say that all the time. Like read your manual, read your manual, read your manual. Um, yeah. Some padding is okay to wash in the washing machine. Some is hand wash only. Some, I think there's one or two car seats. You can actually put it in the dryer, but most are drip dry. Gentle detergent. So no vinegar, no harsh chemicals, no essential oils, just really gentle, like a free and clear type detergent. And then no 
cleaning the straps in the washer, no soaking them. It will damage the integrity of the harness. So only baby wipes or a damp cloth and you spot clean. Now, if your kid has poosplosions like mine did. (laughs) Oh, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a nightmare. And you just can't get the smell out. Put it out in the sun and actually leaving it out in the sun and having it dry in the sun will help get the smell out. So I just like leave it out there for a day and the next day it smells much better. So now I actually want to ask you about this too, about the straps, because I also heard that it has a flame retardant material on it. And if you do use soap, it can actually make that maybe not work in a crash and it can actually melt the straps. Is that correct? I don't know about that exactly, okay. um, but I do just know that pretty much across the board, they all the manufacturers say don't soak them because it's more about um, the webbing of the harness that okay. they're worried about. And that's why they say only like a baby wipe or just like a damp cloth with maybe some Dawn, a teensy bit, but you really just don't, you want to avoid getting them um, I know it's wet. tempting, especially when your kid throws up oh all over the place. Oh my gosh, I know. I had, but yeah. I had kids with reflux and one of them just like to, every time he got in the car, it, he'd poop. <laughs> it was all yeah. over. It's, it's soothing. Oh my gosh, I know. And so, def- but that's, Part of the reason why you really have to follow the manufacturer's instructions on cleaning the padding as well, because that part is definitely flame retardant and yeah. you need to follow exactly what they say how to clean it. Because if it's not okay to put in the dryer and you put it in the dryer, you could damage whatever they used for that flame retardant. And I know some of the people listening might be thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I've totally done something. I looked at my manual since you've been saying it. <laughs> and I've done everything it says not to do as far as cleaning. Should they call the manufacturer? How, what can they do if they've messed it up? Yeah, call the manufacturer. Sometimes they will tell you you'll need a new, new harness or a new cover and they can help you take care of that and fix it. Some will actually send them for free. Some might have a nominal charge in order to replace it, but some might listen to what you did and they're like, no, that's fine. So you really need to call the customer service and pretty much most of them, I'm sure have heard those questions a million times. (laughs) So they know it, it happens. I've had quite a few seat checks where that was like a big, Oh wait, whoops. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great to have you. Thank you. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.